and I'm truly honored to have been invited to present such a chapter to you as the address today, uh, because what I have to say isn't, it's not really a properly referenced scholarly research report, but it's rather a set of uh, deep reflections, deep reflections upon my own experience as a practitioner of polyglottery, reflections about uh, what it really is that makes being a polyglot difficult, reflections about how that difficulty deters many potential polyglots, reflections about how that difficulty might be reduced, and reflections about how this would be beneficial to more average and typical foreign language learners. Let me begin by defining a polyglot as an expert language learner, somebody who's mastered the art and science of learning languages. Unlike multilingual people who owe their knowledge and abilities in multiple languages to being born into or reared into and or simply growing up in and or getting their education in multilingual environments, polyglots owe their linguistic knowledge and abilities to the conscious and deliberate study of foreign languages. Of course, uh, this distinction is not a crisp black and white in the real world, it's more a blurry gray. Uh, but, and, and being naturally multilingual would probably be a very good springboard to becoming a polyglot. Uh, but nonetheless, while the majority of human beings may be multilingual, there are not many polyglots in this world. So, how do you become a polyglot? The basic recipe for becoming a polyglot is as follows. One, you have to develop and sustain a deep passion for learning languages. Two, you have to foster a talent for learning languages that leads you to develop your own techniques for doing so. And three, you have to put in a proverbial 10,000 hours or so of deep practice uh, in a systematic and disciplined fashion, intensively and over a period of many years. Now that's the same basic recipe for mastering just about any field, be it another scholarly pursuit, or music, or art, or some branch of athletics. But while masters or experts are, by definition, only a small percentage of the practitioners of, of any discipline, even among the category of all experts or all masters, polyglots are relatively rare. That is, there are fewer polyglots in the world, I think, than there are brain surgeons or concert musicians or renowned artists or world-class sportsmen. Why is this? For some reason, the price of polyglottery must be higher than it is for most other fields. That is, not the literal cost of what you have to pay to become a polyglot, but rather the figurative cost of what you must expend in terms of time, energy, dedication and sacrifice of other opportunities, all this must somehow be more expensive than it is in other fields. And thus, fewer people are willing or able to pay it. Could it be that there are few polyglots because the human mind cannot hold and use a variety of languages at once? Obviously not, as witnessed by the very fact that the majority of the world's population is naturally multilingual. Now granted, most multilinguals might be only bilingual or trilingual, but there are, as we've heard today already, quadrilingual, quinolingual, and perhaps even sexolingual communities on the planet. And I think that whatever nature and chance socio-environmental circumstances can provide, nurture and deliberate education can always match this and often surpass it and improve upon it. Could it be that polyglots are relatively rare because learning foreign languages is a particularly difficult task? I think this is highly unlikely. While it's a fact 
that the great majority of people do indeed struggle to learn a first foreign language. It's also true that only a tiny percentage of people who take up any given musical instrument ever persevere in learning to play it really well. People who do succeed in learning a first foreign language, if they then endeavor to learn another one, often find that their first task facilitates the second. As for those who manage to learn two foreign languages, they most certainly find that their study of a third is somehow less demanding, a less demanding undertaking than was their first two experiences. And the pattern continues from the fourth through the fifth and onwards, by which time one will be a polyglot, that is, someone who has cracked the code of learning languages. Although people tend to imagine that the difficulty in becoming a polyglot lies in learning and remembering all those languages, this is actually the easy and fun part of being a polyglot. So the difficulty lies elsewhere, not here. I posit as a fact that successful language learning is itself a learnable skill, or rather a set of skills that, once mastered, make the learning of languages a positively easy task, a question only of application and commitment. If these skills are transferable, that is teachable, and I do believe that they are, then polyglot language teachers should be able to greatly facilitate the tasks of normal language learners. Thank you.